0: The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. All right, everybody, welcome to episode, let me hit the air horn, the fake air horn (laughs) here, 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 episode 250 of amen brother ben it's the podcast that keeps you focused on god and acting like jesus what better way to celebrate 250 than my boy randy hand he is uh my pastor and always inflates my uh views i mean not my views my listens by like at least i don't know five or six it's (laughs) four four or five uh my family yeah i get at least all the hands listening that day um you know, oh, dad's on your podcast. I'll listen. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> oh, Pastor Randy, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Oh, man, my pleasure. I always enjoy in, in uh, being a part of your podcast. And I know that
0: your his dulcet tones don't quite sound quite so warm and and uh, just just Mufasa like uh, because he's having to join us from the phone line, but uh, we appreciate that. I don't get to smell his wonderful manly musk, but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll take what we can get. Um, so this past Sunday, we we started a new series. If if you listener, if you don't know, if you missed Sunday, um, first Thessalonians. We're going to be walking through that whole book, Randy. By the way, I don't know if you knew that, but. Uh,
1: that's a great book. Oh Lord, oh, that's a great book. so
0: much of my and I. It occurred to me. I was like, so many of my favorite passages are in First Thessalonians and and into the Second Thessalonians. But I've I'm, I'm looking back and I'm going. I don't think I've you know preached out of it like as a starting point. I go there often, you know. As we you you taught me over the years to you know make sure the full counsel of scriptures in there. So I'm I'm pulling from all sorts of uh, Bible locations for each sermon, but. I man, I hadn't done like a Thessalonian series, so we're wow. we're talking about standing firm, and that's what we did. Is mm-hmm. we, we set up the idea that the Thessalonians—that's kind of the theme of that first letter to them—and and it's probably a good thing for us to know how to do is uh, stand firm. And you and I have talked many times about what it takes to do stuff like that, and one of those is is, is something that Paul pointed out in. The first, uh, couple of verses of first Thessalonians he's, he talks about how often he gives thanks for and praise for the Thessalonians. And that's a gift right there for you to have a man of God, you'd have a person of God praying for you constantly. And thankfully, um, that's pretty cool. And so you're, you're one of the most, uh, thankful guys and one of the most, uh, consistent in prayer that I know. And so let's talk today if you don't mind. Of course he doesn't mind. He agreed and called me. But um let's talk about thankfulness and let's talk about consistency in prayer. Um first off and and foremost, let's talk about thankfulness. Um because that is, you know, Psalm 100 uh, verse four says you were supposed to enter in his gates with, uh, and enter into his courts with thanksgiving. That's a verse that you, uh, if you remember years ago when we first started, um, the, the men's prayer time that Randy still does on Wednesdays in Liberty. And I do a, a version kind of that here in Siler city. Uh, that was kind of one of the first things we did was make sure that when we were going to God in prayer, that
1: we started off with, with thanksgiving, right? Right. Well, and what I've noticed is it's one of the things that's talked about most in Scripture, but that we as Christians acknowledge the least. Um, We'll talk about the big ones like faith, hope, and love, and we'll talk about truth, and we'll talk about all those things. But if you'll be honest in your assessment of Scripture, you understand that being thankful, expressions of thanksgiving, which is what praise is, those are commanded. As much, if not more, than love, faith, hope, truth, and and yet it's one of those things that we neglect the most. Mm.
0: And why why do you think that is? I mean, it, it's it's something that is clearly re- required of us or, or wanted by God, but yet it's not a, a natural thing that we do. Um, so why do you, why is it that you think we we lack that fa- that thankfulness?
1: Well, I think two things come to my mind real quick as as I'm praying about this and and contemplating what what your topic is and the first one is this i think there's an entitlement mentality within all human beings that we are born in our dna where we think the world should revolve around us yeah and so anytime the world revolves around us which is that is defined as we get what we want we get good things right we get a wife who loves us we get children who obey us we get we get a job that makes us feel fulfilled well our default setting is what is well that's what I deserve right you know I'm a good person I'm a good person I try you know I I I listen to podcasts even when I don't have to go to church you know I'm so therefore since I'm a good person I I deserve these good things and and so I think the first barrier to thankfulness is is our entitlement mentality but also secondly I think God created thankfulness to be supernatural Mm. Uh, you and I were talking about this right before the, uh, the show started that I've noticed that anytime something's commanded over and over and over in Scripture, it's usually because it's a grace gift. Mm. We understand that we cannot be loving on our own; it's not, our own. It's not within us. We don't have that ability. Mm. Uh, whatever we call love that we generate on our own is not true love. It doesn't line up with First Corinthians thirteen four through seven. But true love is a supernatural gift from God. The Bible says He'll pour it out into our hearts if we ask. If we Seek his face. Well, same thing with faith. We didn't get saved on our own. God gave us the Mm -hmm. gift of faith. Now we responded to that gift. We opened the gift of faith. Mm -hmm. But even faith and hope. By the way, hope is a gift. There's no way to be hopeful in this crazy world we live in, where 80 million people think something totally, completely different than us. Just within my country, we're not even talking about the rest of the world. There's no natural hope out there. It's a supernatural gift. And so, if we ever recognize that Thanksgiving is a supernatural gift we can't do it on our own we'll never be thankful on our own you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be thankful that's when we'll do like we do any other time we need a supernatural gift we'll we'll pray we'll say oh god Mm. change my default setting change me from the inside give me a thankful heart and if if we'll do that that by the way that's one of those prayers (laughs) you know that's the one is god going to make you is he going to answer that prayer? Now he might not answer your prayer to walk on water or feed five thousand, but the miracle of Thanksgiving is a prayer that he will answer for his people every time. Mm,
0: that's so good. I agree. I think that um, that two, when you go into his courts with Thanksgiving, when you when you're in your prayer and you're constantly thankful. Um, a lot of times that influences the, re- it's like, if you know, and you start to make force yourself to be thankful, like if you go in going, I know I need to be thankful before I ask for all this other stuff, then it's going to change what you ask for. Um, oh yes. You know, cause you're going to, you're going to spend this time, you know, every time that I skip that and I go into, uh, you know, just <laughs> God, give me this, give me this, give me this, you know, you, you end up, uh, You end up asking for all the things that you think you need, but then when you are thankful already and you spend the right amount of time in prayer being thankful first, and then you go, you know, I'm good. Like, uh, maybe you don't even need what you think you need, and now you're not wasting your time or God's by asking for stuff that he's going to be like, you
1: don't need that. That's not for you anyway. Um, Well, it it, it turns your mind from the gift to the giver it turns your mind from god's blessings to god himself and then when you're satisfied because true praise and true thanksgiving is just simply acknowledging the greatness the awesomeness the uh amazingness of god uh when you're reminded of that and you and then you know you have that already because you are a child of god um you're right it will it will totally <laughs> change the course of your prayer you're going and saying hey i'm going to I'm going to complain about something, but then, but I know that if I I truly want to pray biblical prayers, I got to start off with Thanksgiving. Then you're thankful. Then what you're complaining about is not necessarily as important as it was. Now it may be, you know, I've been married married twice. I I, I understand, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but, but you're right. I think there's a purifying element to gratitude. There's a purifying element to, to Thanksgiving that, that will purify our prayers and make them a lot more biblical and more likely for god to answer
0: and and too that what's speaking to that whole entitlement mentality you know we see that for example anybody any of you that have kids you know like just the other night um noah my five-year-old was freaking out because he couldn't get his bumblebee transformer to like finish transforming <laughs> And obviously that's a big deal, right? Like we need to stop, stop traffic, shut down, whatever, and get this working. And so he was uh, on the verge of tears, just mad. And, and I, and so he, he brought it to me and I fiddled with it and had my dad hero moment where I made it work. And he, he smiled and grabbed it and said, look at this. And he started and both my wife and I went, excuse me. And he's like, what? And I was like. What do you say when, you know, and we had to make him be thankful. We had to remind him, but because he thought, well, dad's going to fix it. Cause he just, he felt entitled to do it. And so mm-hmm. we sort of have to self-correct and do that as well, where we have to force ourselves to be thankful so that we can enjoy the blessings uh, that God has for us. Um, so you, you have thankful prayer. And, and by the way, I think if, I think the reason our prayers aren't more constant is because we're not thankful. Like if the more, the more thankful we are, I think the more we'll pray in Thanksgiving and gratitude, but Paul suggested, or he didn't even suggest what he said was, I'm so he was thankful for some things. And then, but it was, he's like, I'm constantly thanking God for you. I'm constantly asking God for you. And Paul had a, uh, he had a devotion to prayer Um, and this was a guy who did some pretty major things and did, and, and yet he still was, was really firmly devoted towards prayer. And I think that is, you know, I was sharing last night when we were with some church family celebrating, uh, pastor Jason, we were talking about how I talked about how consistent he was and how that's something. I'm not very good at. Although, although his daughter Megan came up to me afterwards, and she says, "I don't think you're in." I said, "There's another thing you're consistent at." I was like, "What's that?" She said, "Having kids." Uh, you're- <laughs> I like touche touche. Um, but consistency is tough. You seem to be on a cycle there. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, I'm very consistent at that. Um, but I prayer is even one where you know the I I have to I don't have a as well of a schedule. I mean, I pray a lot, but I don't. I wish I need. I, I would. I knew I would. I know I would pray more if I had uh, consistency and not just constancy. I don't know. Is constancy a word? I yeah, it is. Yeah, close enough. But um, how do you? Because you are, um, you know, not to to stroke your ego or anything like that. But you are one of the mo- more constant prayers that I've ever met. Between you and my, and my grandma and I know a couple others that just mo- have modeled constant prayer um what has god done in your life or what what have you seen as uh really key uh components to having a prayer life that is constant
1: well again you, you and i were talking about this and i think it's very important to be reminded that when you ask god to give you a heart of gratitude that a true heart, a biblical heart, a, a, a divine heart of gratitude will always result in prayer. And yeah. so just by simply doing what we were talking about and going to God and saying, God, just change my default setting, change my, my, my mindset, change my heart to where I am thankful, that will, so from a fundamental, baseline, simplest put, way of doing it if we ask god for a heart of true gratitude that's going to call automatically cause us to to pray right uh by the way because we do what we want to do
0: right in, right you well, the word prayer
1: that. in the bible is two it's got two things on it it's called supplication and intercession mm-hmm. supplication is when, when you look at the hebrew word for prayer supplication means i'm praying for what i need okay i'm praying <sighs> for me But then the second part of prayer is intercession, which is where I'm praying for others. Well, if you give God a, if you, if God gives you a heart of gratitude for the things in your life, the tough times, the good times, whatever, then you're going to naturally pray because your natural expression of gratitude is to praise and to be thankful. If God gives you a thankfulness for other people in your life, including your enemies, including those people who have done you wrong, then you will naturally byproduct pray. Now on a more practical level, and I know, because I know you weren't really looking for a lot of the the, the principle there, right. but the, on a practical level, the number one thing that I've done with prayer to make it a consistent, constant part of my life is I have looked over my life and I've looked at things that I do on a consistent basis. Right. Like I dri- I drive 10 minutes to work, 15 minutes to work. I, um, uh, Will work out at the gym for an hour to two hours at a time. I will, whatever, I will find things that I consistently do. My car has always, if you ever, if anybody were to ever ask, Randy, where's your prayer closet? My wife's prayer closet is literally her closet. She has a desk in there, she has a chair in there. That's her prayer closet, literally. Right. My prayer prayer closet has always been my car. uh, That I'm, I I put anywhere from 25 to 45,000 miles a year on the car. And, and I have attached my prayers to something that I know I do all the time, which is drive. And I have just and I just make stuff, simple rules. I'm not going to turn the radio on. I'm not going to call Ben. I'm not going to call Jason. I'm not going to call other people. I'm not going to do anything until I have at first supplicated, you know, which is God kill my flesh, kill my natural man, kill yeah. the bad things in me, fill me with the Holy Spirit, make me. Make me more like Jesus. May I abide in you and bear your registry? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do anything in the car until I have supplicated, and then I'm not going to do anything in the car until I've interceded. Lord, I lift up Emma and Addie, Noah, Oliver, baby, baby boy Suggs. Lord, I lift them up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I intercede for uh, Ben and Jenna, Don and Elijah, Jason and Stacey, Tammy, and Rebecca. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't do anything else. When I go to the gym, I'm on the treadmill for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I cannot do anything else. I can't listen to music. I can't watch YouTube, the Dallas Cowboys, lose another game. I can't do anything <laughs> yeah. until I have accomplished what I know to be God's goal for my life. Mm. And and, so, and everybody's life is different, but I will say this: there's not a single person out there that doesn't do something consistently that when I had three kids under the age of five, I attached my prayer time to my shower because so mm-hmm. I took a shower every day. And uh, that was the only time that I didn't let the kids come in and bother me. I didn't, you know, so for for that 10, 15 minute shower, that was my time of prayer. That's yeah. right. That is my specific appointment. So that has allowed me to be constant and consistent. Now, again, the other thing you have to do is you have to have the mindset of, Desperate dependency mm. that even though I've had my prayer time, you know, I've mm-hmm. I, I've already interceded for my for my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. I've already supplicated for my needs and my wants. But then there's you got to have that desperate dependency, which is another gift from God. Sure. Where as you're walking into the gas station, oh Lord, as God brings somebody to mind, you see something on Facebook, oh Lord. If you if you're if you're going into a meeting, oh Lord. And, and if you do those two things and you're going to end up at the end of the day, you're going to be man man, I have prayed my way through the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's part of what I mentioned. I was trying to pull up my, my sermon notes here to, uh, that, cause that was kind of something that we talked about here was that, um. It says the it one of the truths I had for him was our prayer life shows us just how dependent on God we are, or we aren't. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you're re- that that was really the only bit of of um, advice I could give in that moment was realize you need God. Like if you if you don't quite uh, understand, um, you know, truly understanding who you are, truly understanding who God is, truly understanding. The situation of the world and the responsibility and the duty and the the calling of each Christian like wrapping your head around this whole big picture situation should drive you to your knees or drive you to prayer. Um, and and I think those are some great again. It's you've always told me we do what we want to do, and so put prayer in those in those easily accessible places for you don't don't say well i can only pray when i have when i can close my eyes and get down on my knees and nobody's bothering me that then the enemy will make sure that that never happens for you
1: right, right. well i will say this I, I i was just reminded of when i first started praying consistently and constantly mm-hmm. i attached it to the brush brushing my teeth yeah And there'd be some mornings, man, my teeth would get super white. (laughs) (laughs) You had more stuff to pray about. Right. Because I knew, well, here's the thing I had small kids and I had a new wife. And I knew that the second that toothbrush got out of my mouth, they would want me to say something. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just keep brushing teeth until I got through everything that was on my heart to talk to God about, whether it be for me or for others. And, 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 and that was just one of those habits that just kept going. And then, it, like I said, then it became the shower. Then it became the driving. Then it became the the gym. And then it became, mm. well, well, crap. Well, that gum. I'm, I'm praying a lot, and I'm not mm. meaning to. I'm not trying to. Which is where you want to be,
0: right? That's where you want right. to be, where it's it's not something you have to go, oh, okay, all right, let me get in this and get everything prepped. It's praying your way through the day and praying your way through those situations, because it is just a conversation with God. I mean, you can have a conversation. You and I have had meetings where we were deep in conversation, but we were doing other things in the process. You know, because mm-hmm. we did, we couldn't stop everything that we were doing and sit down in front of each other and and just talk and let that be the only thing that we did. And I don't think God expects that from us as well. And and one, you know, one kind of last um, principle or or perspective on this is, um, you know, in this situation that we were hearing um, Paul speak to the Thessalonians about, they were and and as was Paul in many of the situations. Uh, enduring a lot of persecution and hardship and trials and tribulation. Mm. And yep. yeah, and we don't we don't want to walk willingly into those things. In fact, most of our lives, especially in, you know, this p- modern day and time and location, you know, most of the people listening to this, you know, the world around us is all about avoiding that conflict and put not putting yourself in a, you know, like I remember w- I remember when you first pointed out the the lie or the churchism that wasn't true—that you know the safest place to be is in the middle of God's will. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: right. Right, like <laughs> in, in in one respect we see that because God is in control. But when you're talking about worldly safety, and we're, you're talking about that, you know, we that that gave you this impression that if you're obeying God, that you're not dealing with anything. That oh, it's just puppy dolls, puppy dogs, and rainbows, and and it's it's not and so but most of us when we head into conflict we go uh-oh and we either run away from it or we we respond badly to it you know and it's this persecution it's this conflict it's the 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 hardships that come with following Christ that produces more of a desire for us to pray uh, the more you do for god the more you accept you know you and i have have uh, un- unfortunately, seen situations where God tried to take uh, people to another level, whether it be spiritually uh, or in ministry or in you know doing things for the kingdom of God, where an opportunity was presented, and, but it would mean an increase in trials, tribu- tribulations, possibly spiritual attacks and feedback, and people said, "I ain't ready for that. I don't want to deal with that." Um, I, I can't do that much, you know, which again, does, God's not asking us to do that. He wants to do that for us, but they would still say, I can't do that. So I'm going to avoid that. I'm not going to take that opportunity. I'm not going to, whether that be entering in a relationship uh, or a friendship or a, maybe, you know, a witnessing opportunity or whatever God could be calling you into that could be surrounded with conflict and, and trouble. Most people are like, uh, forget that. I'm just going to stay over here and Watch my Netflix and eat Cheetos and pick belly button lint. You know, it's like. It's
1: well, like, I will say this. We have, whether it be prayer or anything else, I was thinking about this the other day. And I appreciate you bringing it up. And whether it be prayer or anything else, uh, we've got to get rid of this mindset that if God wants me to do it, it's going to be easy. Oh, it's going to be convenient. It's yeah. going to be convenient. Yeah. And, and, and this is what I was, I was thinking the other day. I I, I really believe. Like, for example, one of the reasons why more Christians don't take better care of their body called God's temple is they only want to do things for God that are convenient uh, and that are easy. Uh-huh. And if it's not convenient or easy, then they're not going to do it. Like they're saying, well, you know, it's just not convenient for me to get up and go to the gym. It's not convenient for me to wait and eat healthy instead of going through the drive-thru and picking up some nuggets. Yeah. It's not." And, 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 and it just hit me the other day. When did we get this mindset that says, well, God's not going to ask me to do anything that disrupts my, what I want to do. or Disrupts my normal schedule. Yeah. Well, prayer is one of those things that you've just got to have understanding where it's a priority. And yes, God will interrupt your schedule. God will say, Hey, I don't want you to do this because I want you to spend time in prayer and not saying that those things are bad, but this is better. This is better. Yeah.
0: Mm, That's right. And the more you allow yourself to be challenged the more you the more you obey yeah. god the more you need his help and yeah. yeah, and so that's where, where, that's where that prayer comes in. I mean, there's some, there's some, speaking of nuggies, there's some golden nuggies of truth <laughs> in this podcast. And I hope that it's a benefit to you guys. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to let us know. I can pass them on. We can uh, we can respond to them. And also, maybe they'll make it to a, a, a future podcast. Um, so just go to the website, amenben.com and, uh, you can, you can send us a message or, uh, shoot us an email or, or even leave a voice voicemail for us. And we might could do something for you, but pastor Randy, you have, uh, you have blessed me with your dulcet tones for this episode. And I appreciate you, buddy. All right, man. Have a great day. See you guys, uh, soon I would say next week, but then I'm gonna, I'm gonna under promise and over deliver. So I will probably see you soon uh whenever the lord leads uh for episode 251 uh again amenben.com thanks for hanging out